Hello and welcome back to the Front 3 show. We're here again in the palatial suites of the Prince of Rome. It's Filippo, hello. Good evening, Philip. Uh, Brenton's going to join us in about 10 seconds. He's just setting the video up and coming around now. Um, plenty to talk about this week, lads, because it was a big week of football. Still ongoing as well. That's why we're on an earlier slot, because someone needs to watch his beloved Arsenal later on this evening. Fair enough. Which is totally fair enough. Um, yeah, lots happened in the Champions League this week. Uh, lots happened at the weekend. Understatement, yeah. Um, Manchester United beat Liverpool, thoroughly deserved it, probably at the weekend, and then went out on Tuesday night, and that was random, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, there was also then last night Chelsea versus Lionel Messi. That's what it was, yeah. <clears throat> uh, which, and the two games seemed to, so they might nice spark a bit of a debate again, which league's the best, mm-hmm. or what league you prefer, we're going to talk about that as well tonight. But we should probably get stuck straight into Manchester United and Jose Mourinho and what, yeah, why not? what happened. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about Saturday's game quickly first? Oh, I'm happy enough, I put my hands on. We got beat by Manchester United, fair enough. Or do you want to talk to you? I suppose, for, in terms of Saturday's game, just quickly, um, Manchester United were far sharper out of the blocks and Liverpool just couldn't stay with them for that first half. And Liverpool actually got back into the game in the second half. Uh, had a few chances, a few refereeing calls just didn't go their way and they should have done. Um, Man- Manchester United have actually done enough in the first half and that's yeah. what got them the victory. They deserve it. Rashford was extant on Saturday for 25 minutes. He poor trying to eyes on Ireland like he tore him to pieces. Yeah, and he got a bit of time afterwards, didn't he? But um, I called it. Like, just you did? You did. Out, right? very happy with that. You did. Um, I just I thought Mourinho would do something and, and he did. I think he, he, he seemed to target Lovren uh, in the air against Lukaku. He talked about that channel, didn't he? Lovren and Trent and then yeah. Chan, that sort of triangle. Um, and it nearly got to the stage where they were stopping Van Dijk from, from coming in on Lukaku and he, he peeled right off nearly onto Alexander-Arnold, like between Alexander-Arnold and, um, yeah. and Lovren. Mm-hmm. And um, he won a, a few headers before you know the one through to Rashford and then um, he beat Lovren again in the air for the second goal. Um, I thought Lukaku was actually very good on Saturday. Um, and from I didn't see the game, but from all reports, he was actually all right against Sevilla. He was one of United's better players. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you agree with that or not. He missed he missed a massive <coughs> chance before he got the goal, mm-hmm. which would have maybe given them a chance to come back into the match. I think if Manchester United had scored that chance that he missed, they might have got three goals. Like I know it's hypothetical, but I mean it was a big big chance in a in a big game when you need the goal. And he missed it, you know. What did you think of um, Mourinho's team sheet to start off with on Tuesday night? What did you... Look, um, everyone's going to point to the fact that Pogba just didn't make it. Um, Fellaini starts. You know, Mamata like, on the bench. Realistically, are we saying that Marwan Fellaini is a better player than Pogba? No. Does Jose Mourinho trust Fellaini better, more than Pogba? Yes. And that's what it come down to, I think, for the selection. But did it benefit Manchester United Football Club? His grandstanding, that's Mourinho's grandstanding, certainly not. Because I think had Pogba been on the pitch, they would have been more likely to have been on the better side of the result. Um, I know it's easy saying, again, hypothetical, but he offers more than Fellaini. I think actually Juan Mata is the, <clears throat> the player that I'd have had over both of them. Mm. That would have made a, a bigger impact. Just before you go on, Brent, like Mourinho... <clears throat> On Saturday, after the result against Liverpool, said this isn't our big game. 
Mm. Our big game is Sevilla. Our big games are Sevilla and then Brighton, which to a point I can 100% agree with because it's the same sort of thing. But at the minute we're in the Champions League and we can't catch City, so you're playing for top four. And you know what he means. Yeah, but then to then go out and have his team be so lackadaisical and to use a term that isn't very technical, not arsed mm. at all. They didn't seem bothered. They just not that they bothered. They didn't seem like they're they knew, in themselves they could go out here and score a goal. It was really, really weird. But it, even it wasn't even now. Like as I, I haven't seen the whole game. I've only seen um, goals. Um, but the attitude. Not talk about the players. Um, but Mourinho's attitude and his, his tactics. How can they be so good against Liverpool and so? I, I thought they were on point like, against Liverpool and then to go so wrong. Against Sevilla so soon after, and um, go with that negative attitude from the start of how many other games this season has he played? Uh, Madic and Fellaini. How defensive is that? And why switch Marcus Rashford from the left when he's played so well against Liverpool on the left? That's the major question. It was I was baffled. You know, why not play a one man who in the last couple of games has been outstanding? He would start on every team sheet for me on. And then it, I suppose it leads us into this <coughs> post-match press conference. Manchester United at this stage have been beaten. They are out of the Champions League. And he has the tenacity to sit there and say, well, I've been here before. I've actually been the man who knocked Manchester United out with Porto and Real Madrid. But Jose, Manchester United are now the football club paying your wages. And he also just on that. that <coughs> he said as well... Um, after he beat United with Porto, Alex Ferguson wouldn't shake his hand. Um, Fergie was annoyed at the way he reacted and he ran in the tunnel and Fergie, it was probably good for Josie that Fergie didn't shake his hand because he probably would have biffed him. But he didn't shake his hand, he was annoyed and he walked off. And Josie was, and I don't know if you can remember him, but he was so cocky and all, like he didn't really read the Chelsea and he was all like, you know, I would be annoyed too if I was Alex Ferguson when I've just been beaten by a team with a tenth of my budget and I've come up here and my team with all these superstars hasn't played for me. And it's, it's just exactly happened to you. It's a whole circle for him. Karma. Oh, bang. Um, but it's really strange. This is life. This is life. It's really strange. Like, it was a really... I have a friend at work, um, hello Aaron, who's a diehard narrative fan, and he said he said to me on Wednesday, first of all, he said, trust me to take him on the Tuesday off after United beat you and I can't slag you. And then when I come back into work, United have lost. And then he says, another thing, Phil, um, me and my dad are just heartbroken watching this now. I mm. have been all season, and he says even though we did beat you on Saturday, um, what is it? it doesn't mean anything, and we were like the football's puke. Well, that is the issue. Uh, beating Liverpool, yes, they're they're a rival and all the rest of it, but in what matter at the end of the season? Uh, long standing. <coughs> what doesn't matter? Man City won the league. Second place isn't a trophy. They're gonna get top four anyway. Mm. So I'm sure if you ask any United fan. Which would you prefer to beat Liverpool or go through the next round of the Champions League? Yeah. You know the answer. Like. Yeah, look, in, in the Manchester United team this season, it appears that there's a hole that requires cement or blocks to fill, and at this, at this stage, it's certainly matchsticks that are being used. Do you think um, Do you think Manchester United and Jose were guilty of not giving Sevilla enough respect? Um. Well, look, the warning was there. Look, Sevilla were by far the, the more superior team in the first leg. And the amount of chances that they missed was, I thought, they were going to rue that, you know, when they came to, came to Old Trafford. They were by far the better team. 
So that was their eye-opener. They'd, they'd been given their warning and they still couldn't react to it. It also leads to the question mark, is this Manchester United team not capable of putting on two um, top quality performances in a matter of days? Mm. It's That's a good point. But also, uh, just to go back to your point about um, did they not give them enough respect, I would nearly argue that they give them too much with the... Um, not going after them in the first leg. And the second leg. You know, you're at home in front of 70-odd thousand people in front of Old Trafford who are expecting a certain type of play and spoke before about what is the United type of play, what is the United way. Um, but that certainly wasn't what we saw on Tuesday night. You know, by playing those two um, centre midfielders, we go back to it again, like, how... Is that going to produce this, you know, attack instead of play? that? You're not going to get under Mourinho, but to go through in the next round of a competition, you would expect that they're going to go out at, at home in the first half yes. and win the game, and then you bring on Fellaini maybe twenty minutes to go, and you take off Rashford and bring on somebody more defensive. But starting with that team, they're not up. And Brendan, you know what I would have to ask uh, Mourinho is, you know, this is not a team in Sevilla that you know. It's it's not a team that's top of the game, their game in in La Liga. Um, Vincenzo Montella has come in there and he has had a very, I suppose, um, sticky average, start, an average it's, start. It's been, you know, yeah, plateau. Yeah, it's yes. been level, level. It's yeah. it's it's been, it's been <coughs> you know. But they've gone to Old Trafford. They've won. You know, I suppose Manchester United fans, the Fergie blueprint that they've been used to, the style of football that they've been used to, that's long been planned for this team. And the longer that they give Jose Mourinho uh, the time as manager of this club, the further and further they're drifting away from returning to that blueprint. So ultimately the key figures at Manchester United, um, the, the directors, they need to ask themselves a serious question. And just on Sevilla as well, I actually think Sevilla played a blinder. They did, they were superb. On, uh, I, I was at the Anfield game in, in the group stage when they played us, and they were so dangerous and they just... And the stars equalising goal to make it two all. They just sucker punches just like they did against United. They waited and they waited and they broke so quickly and so sharply. And <clears throat> the longer that game went on and Tuesday night, you, you sort of could sense it coming out of the TV. You know, you talk about that sometimes. Mm. Sevilla are going to be the ones that are going to score here, like United or something not right. They're, they don't look. United weren't proactive for the word. No, it was really weird. United fans, if you're watching live now, if you're watching later on YouTube or whatever, let us know. Like, what's the United way? That a lot of your fans talk about, and Josie's not doing what. What is it? So because I, I don't know it. Like I'm, I can think about maybe bomb down the wings, fireball into the box. That sounds like puke to some people, but that that's was so successful now in times. And yeah, four like, four two wide wingers, quick wingers, and attack, attack. And you never used it like under Fergie. We've said it before. Mm-hmm. If they were getting beat one nil or drawn one all, and it was a Saturday afternoon, you're watching Sky Sports or you're watching C Facts because you knew what was coming. Like yeah. You don't see that coming. Two United goals in the last three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you knew it was and coming. That, that, that was the belief you know, <clears throat> he had instilled in Fer- Sir Alex Ferguson. Now, you know, I ultimately, um, as a as an Arsenal fan, didn't have the 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 greatest amount of time for him. But when you look back, Manchester United fans didn't realise that they were going through a utopia in their in their in their history, and it doesn't look like they're going to return to it for any time soon. You mentioned belief there, um, just as we finish off about Manchester United, someone that looks like he doesn't seem to have much belief or something is lacking is Alexis Sanchez. Mm. 
he'd signed for massive amounts of money, obviously from your old team Arsenal, not your his old team Arsenal, your team Arsenal. Um, massive wage. Massive wages. What do you think's going on? Like what's? Um, it's kind of hard to say, isn't it? Uh, we've said a couple of times that he looks like he's been space jammed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is real. Like it sounds stupid, but it it really makes sense when you see him play. Um. You have a fact about how many times he's given the ball away. Since he's joined Manchester United, he's given the ball away 247 times. And the next person down, that's Ashley Young, who's a fullback, who's given away 143 times. So it's still almost like a, it was over 100 more. Like So it's a bit daft. Like, he's only been there from January. It is. And is this from the start of the season? This is from when he's joined United. Oh, right, okay. So there is the argument, and I did say this to you, that... Um, He's an attacking player, and attacking players are going to try things. And, and yeah. give the Messi gives the ball away quite a bit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That, that yeah. is the point. But then, counter that as well. When you're watching a game and you notice he's give the ball away loads, like you don't notice that about De Bruyne, or you don't notice about Messi. Messi probably gave the ball away quite a bit against Chelsea last night, but he also scored two goals and set up yeah. the other one and was unbelievable. I suppose, you know... Sancho's not doing that on the other side. He's not, he's not. He's not following, he's not tracking the runners, he's making mistakes, and those mistakes are being compounded by more mistakes. You know, as a referee, you know, we joke when we're, we're talking to, when I'm talking to colleagues and that, when you make a mistake, you know you've made a mistake, you must get the next three decisions 100% correct. And Sanchez, even if he has to do those next three things a lot simpler, do it. You know, build it back up again. Exactly. You've watched him more than us, like with a lot closer. Mm-hmm. What was he like? His last year at Arsenal, they look like he, he looks. He looks to me like he's mentally burnt out. He just looks like you I know, don't know. With commitments to club and Chile, of course, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of um, pressure on Alexis Sanchez to perform, and um, he was very frustrating at the start of the season. Having said that, you know, he won games for us as well. But he's not a player, you know, like you talk about the wingers that used to play under Sir Alex Ferguson. He's not that type of player. Mm. He's going to drift for a large part of the game. He's actually going to do very little. But what he does, and what he did on the many times for Arsenal, was when he did have the ball, he was clinical with it. And he hasn't done that part with... Um, with Manchester United. The interesting thing here is that the Arsenal players were delighted to see the back of him. I was reading some reports this week yeah, and they always come in. People, you know, it's unbelievable when you watch a game. You know, I've been over a number of Arsenal games that he's played in and it's unbelievable, you know, when you watch a game on TV and you see and they're saying, there's Sanchez tracking again, tracking again. But ultimately he was coming out in terms of distance covered near the bottom every mm-hmm. game. You know, so he did it to play up to the cameras. If you went and watched the game and sat back and said, what Sanchez actually doing for the majority of the time? It's not as much as the other players. And he's been found out. I think it was the game, was it Bayern Munich that he stomped his feet and he was yeah. going around? And then I think afterwards, a lot of Arsenal fans, supposedly, our Arsenal players have let him know, like, well, you're just playing up to the camera and they've clicked and then it's, I think that's what's created a bit of a bad atmosphere with them and, and it's it is good, interesting that it was good to It was good to get to get rid of him in the sense that he no longer wanted to be there and you know I'm very grateful for the service that he did give for the majority of the time he was there because I don't want people saying oh he's only saying that because he's going to Manchester United but no, you know, he has a lot to prove Arsene Wenger took a chance on him he had a lot of questions to answer he didn't have a great time at Barcelona Wenger took the chance on him arguably had his Best period of his career at Arsenal, yes. Club career, sorry. Club yeah. career, yes. And 
you know, he's gone to Manchester and again the questions are starting to be asked. I hope he turns it around um, and he moves to his next club. Manchester United fans or the football fans, let's know what you think of Alex Sanchez. I think it is mental fatigue. I, I think an awful lot of people will say to us, <clears throat> or say to him, about footballers and I hate this, but they earn so much money. Um, so the, well, how can they have the excuse of being fatigued? But you can physically maybe yeah, but like, your brain like your brain's gonna be busted. Yeah, it does need a rest. It's you, can't just, you can't train it to just not be with breath. You can train it to cope sometimes pressure, but there are gonna be pressures playing from that many people. He has like a whole country on his back. Like Alexis Sanchez is like the George Best of Chile, like mm. on his back. So it's just And I suppose too, you know, um the average career for a footballer is what about eighteen years? A good yeah. one, yeah. The average career for a normal profession is about 43 years, so they're squeezing arguably 43 years of work into 18, and yeah. the pressure and that comes along with people exactly. anyway. it's very difficult, you know. Yeah, uh, we had a couple of comments as well on a post from the other day and from today. Um, John Monahan said that uh, he reckons that next season Alexis Sanchez will be much better, and he actually reckons that it's the other narrative players that are not up to speed with him. Which is an interesting comment. I wouldn't be on that sort of level. I don't think so. It's an interesting comment. I think that comment might be more out of hope than than anything else. Yeah. As as a United fan, I'm sure like all fans are the same. You want your big signs. If your club has forked out that much money, you want them to do so well. You know, I was desperate for Torres to do well when he came to Chelsea yes. because yeah. it was fifty million. It was a big deal. It was January transfer window, all the rest of it, and it just never happened. Um. Oh, he did score against Barcelona in the time of the Champions League. was sort of made up for it. But, um, you know, I think that comment might be more... I you know, hope that he'll do it yeah. than yeah. any evidence he's given so far at United. Who knows? Mourinho's not there next season. You know, somebody who compliments Sanchez could come in and make him the main man and the whole thing's turned around. But um, I think the other players, that, the comment about the other players not up to speed with him, they're maybe... M- not not to speed with him, but they're used to Mourinho now, and Sanchez might not be used to his way, and yeah. they've learned. That's, that's what Mikey Phillips said. He, he you know, commented, "Thank you for your comments, lads." He said that he, he doesn't fit in at United. Lucky mm. Sanchez. Look, um, serious <coughs> questions to be asked when this transfer was taking place. Minoraola, the agent, obviously of of uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, said that the deal was really centered on Henrik Mkhitaryan. He was the big player. People laughed. But Henrik Mkhitaryan has been more productive for Arsenal, without question, than Sanchez has been for Manchester United. So, yet again, Raul has been proved right. <laughs> um, before we go on and talk about who thinks the be- which is the best league and different things, we should probably talk about Lionel Messi, Brenton. Um, it, it is fair enough. Like, if Liverpool get him on tomorrow, and he does what he does, it's fair enough. Um, what did you make of last night? Um... It wasn't all about, about <coughs> Lionel Messi. It was one of his nights. Yeah. People could say, do you remember Messi against Chelsea? Yeah. And <coughs> as I was saying to you lads earlier, <coughs> we're not really used to that as Chelsea fans because we've played Barcelona countless times in the last sort of 10 years in the Champions League and um, Messi hasn't really let it up. But I think he made up for it kind of over the last two legs. Um, Nobody got Jerome Boateng though, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's a bonus. Um, you could argue Cable Courtois kind of did a wee bit, well, but still like the um, channel panel, didn't he? Yeah, um, but it, it was one of his nights. Uh, you know, you. It was one of the, you know the games I tuned into were 
19 was involved and watched the build up and you know obviously the talk about Messi and the talk about can Hazard step up which is another issue and he really didn't um, and the build Messi up and he performed like he, he did he just took the end of Chelsea by himself he <laughs> seems to be more um, set the tone early he seems to be more confident <laughs> like it's, and I, I, that's going to sound mad but let me explain myself he seems to absolutely love now that he is like the camp now, he and he always he was like he has been for years, but he he always sort of seemed a bit timid or something. But now he seems to have a bit of like a not a nasty streak in him, but a bit of a like you look at me. The game when he scored, yeah, he went over to the yeah. Barcelona fans like this here. He did it against PSG last year, but it wasn't him who scored, it was Neymar, and he stood like this. He seems to just revel in it, which is quite scary because if he decides now, all of a sudden at thirty one, almost actually I am the man. Then I think how many more years? <laughs> yeah, what were you gonna say, Jake? Well, just a few things. Firstly, Courtois was poor. Yeah. Secondly, um, Hazard was um, haphazard um, in terms of his approach. You know, we talked earlier about no Manchester United player taking the game by the scruff of the neck. That's exactly what Messi did. How did Hazard respond? He was the man Chelsea were looking towards. There was no response. It was very disappointing. All of Chelsea's good play, would say, did not come through him. No, it came through William. Yeah, and Kante. And Kante won a lot of ball back. Um, I think uh, Kante passed the ball to William the most times last night, which was winning the ball and giving it straight to William. Hazard didn't seem to get enough of the ball, or he didn't seem to really want a lot of it. Um, he didn't do anything special, as in pick up the ball and go past two or three players. He yeah, always. I think when they would just have gone one nil down. And then that was the last time. And that is obviously when he looks his most dangerous when yeah. he does that. And if that was his audition for going to La Liga last night, it wasn't a good one. Look, you, can, you, you can be sure Real Madrid watching that game thinking this is against our biggest rivals, let's see what he can do. Like, and over the two legs, he. They probably decided to go for Kante now. Um, <laughs> look, he probably hoped if that was an audition, he probably hoped that the curtain wasn't drawn. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be proud of that, you know. Um, another thing, just to point out, Luis Suarez. Where was he? I know he slipped the ball to Messi on two occasions for his goals, but like he the man, the he missed a sitter. The man who really dictated the play at, at Liverpool. That's the player that they wanted. He's sort of happy to have this more sedentary role, mm. which is surprising. You know. Yeah. Also, as well, I don't think I have a choice for Messi. No. <laughs> Dembele's goal is all about the pass from. Messi obviously, nah, yeah. but if you watch it again, Suarez is clever on, hmm. um, drags is it Rudiger drags yeah whatever defenders he drags him away from the play as well, and then there's five Chelsea players are stuck in no man's land because Messi has decided that uh, he can see them belly even though nobody else can see him like we were watching on TV and we didn't even notice them belly. Yeah, he was out of the picture. <laughs> he fires the ball across to him, hmm. and then them belly touch takes about. It must be about a good three hours before he hits it. And then it's daylight. That's just the Liverpool fire. It's, it's daylight by the time he thumps it. Like, yeah. And it's just, it's just time stopped me firing in the top corner. But no, I get your point. Suarez, he's not. He's certainly not the Liverpool Suarez um, this year anyway. No, and I would also say that Dembele too. I know he's very young. He only really won main season at uh, Dortmund. And he was ran before that. I ran before yeah. that. You know, he's a lot to answer as well. Good point here from John Taggart actually in terms of Messi being, I suppose, being the saviour for what is a quite an average team. This is Ernesto Valverde's tactic. He is a master at getting the best out of his team, at utilising the best players that he has. 
This Barcelona team, they won 3-0 last night, but that is not their style. They're much more functional than they have been previously. And Valverde, you do not underestimate him. He has been a very smart choice from the board at Barcelona because they knew this was an aging team in some regards. There's a lot of rebuilding to be done. We need to put Messi to the fore so that he will win us the games. And Ernesto Valverde is doing that absolutely beautifully. He's, he, yeah, he deserves all the way. The way he's managed Iniesta has yeah. been brilliant. Sir, are you tapping Ernesto Valverde, Valverde up there on live? This most probably just for Arsenal? Because it sounded very um, much like you were. We don't have a Messi. Um, I, I, understand, I understand John's point, and I said this to you on the way over. This, this Barcelona team aren't the team no. of Pep's first team or his second team or Luis Enrique's team that won it. But next year, I think that they'll push Luis Suarez on. Mm -hmm. They could possibly, it could be Griezmann coming in. They'll have Coutinho, Iniesta, and it will probably be being phased out. Busquets, Rakitic will have these lads. They're sure to probably sign another mm -hmm. absolutely flying fullback from somewhere. I think Semedo actually has been playing quite well for them. But yeah, it's not, you wouldn't, you're not as scared of this Barcelona team as you were of other teams. You're scared of Messi. Yeah, and when he decides to do it, that's the end of it. But this Barcelona team, I would say, is much better defensively. This Barcelona team is a is much more difficult to Just break down. To say, I thought Mtiti was very good last night. Very good, and you know who else that has had a bit of a resurrection in terms of his career at Barcelona under Valverde is Thomas Vermeulen. Now I know he didn't get into the game, uh, into the team last night, but, but he's getting played. more games, and mm -hmm. next season he could perhaps take over from Pique. Who knows? They could go to a three. You know, they could go to a three. Um, for mine, without injuries, is a, is a quality player, you know, again, Arsenal stick up for your own stable, you know. <laughs> um, Aaron Donnelly and Marty Polly, thank you for your comments, and John too. Uh, Aaron says, I blame the manager's tactics, not the players, he's talking about Manchester United. Um, United under Jose are a functional team, solid defence, and players have to put in a shift, but there's no freedom going forward to get the likes of Sanchez, Martial, Martial didn't come on, it's not a whack mad one, Rashford to go, to go on. Take players on, like Fergie encouraged, 100%. Mm. It's no surprise Lingard has come to form. He fits the bill, hard working, just what Jose want, with no flair. They got a wee tiny bit harsh on Lingard. I was Lingard's biggest critic at the start of the season. He's proved me wrong. He's scored 14 goals or something this year since. Some really good goals. He has scored some goals in some big games. But I take the rest of Orange Point on fully. Um, it, it all lies at the foot of Jose Mourinho. This United team is just not fulfilling what they should be with the talent that they have. And the money they spent. The money they spent. And I think it could get a little bit worse for them because I think they'll lose David De Gea in the summer and I don't know who they're replacing him with. And like he has kept them, he has saved the most shots this year and he's faced the most shots, I think, in the top six. Certainly. Yeah, which shows that the effectiveness there. Like we thought Matlis <clears throat> would be a major signing for him. He's done quite well on occasion. But even he looks the shadow of a player he was at Chelsea, you know. Mm. Marty Polly also says, hello oh, Marty, uh, Suarez takes a secondary role. What player plays and Messi doesn't? It's not through choice. Messi's unreal. But look, um, I suppose Marty, they're a very good point. My, my suggestion might be lost a little bit in translation there. Um, of course, Messi is superior to other players. But look, how did Sanchez react to being the second fiddle of Barcelona? He had to get a move. Some players do not take this well. Right. Suarez has taken it in his You were saying that Suarez gets stuck in and he yeah. accept he's accepted it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he asked it for years, as you said. Like, you know, any of them would have walked into any other team That's in Europe right. and been the main man. He's time. been the best midfielder in the world in the last ten years, yeah. in my opinion. My and opinion. like <clears throat> you just you talk about Messi and probably you're always going to. Mm -hmm. 
But like and they have those boys accept that, like you know, the, yeah. that's just the price of playing with, playing with the greatest player of the generation, you know. Um, let's just classic. chat about the, Ray Wilkins started a whole thing because he went in February and said that Manchester United, like Sevilla, should almost just lie down and let United go on through because they're not fit enough, basically, blah blah, to, to play against Manchester United. And Manchester United find this easy, and of course it drummed up the debate again that what is the best league and which league do you prefer and blah blah blah. What do you think of that comment for a start both is like um that that debate's tedious now, in my opinion. It's I suppose it's all relative, like, you know. Exactly. You're talking about um you know, what team you're talking about at what stage of the season, um and what competition with what players. It's a it's a good debate only because everyone has their own opinion on it. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. Um yeah. But I suppose from from my personal point of view, I have uh, said it before. Like you know, I'm maybe a bit ignorant to to La Liga. You know, um, certainly five years ago, I only would have watched El Clasico hands down. Definitely would have only watched El Clasico unless Chelsea were playing a Spanish team in the in the Champions League. Um, or Europa League final. Or Europa League final, yes. <clears throat> um, but. I've watched bits and pieces of La Liga in the last couple of years and I think the football is better but personally I don't find it as entertaining. Entertaining is a, is a real key word for me. It's what you want out of what out of watching a football match and then it comes down to personal opinion. If you want you know total football passing out from the back and build your way up to the perfect goal, you're asking me about the perfect goal, but I don't when it comes to Chelsea I don't care how the score goes, you know what I mean? But in games like, you know, relegation teams, let's call them in the Premier League, it's the, you know, you don't know what way that's going to end. It's the unpredictability of it, I like. Um, and the fact that, you know, Stoke can beat United, you know, at Old Trafford. Mm. West Brom can beat Liverpool in the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? A strong Liverpool side as well, like it was in the week. It's, it's that sort of thing, I think, about the Premier League, but um, that's a personal opinion. What about you, Jake? Um, the last 10 winners of the Champions League, six of them have been Spanish teams, two of them have been English teams. Um, that's your answer. So you think that La Liga is the best league? I think in terms of prep, look, what's the best club competition in the Champions League? Uh -huh. Look, you, that's the competition you want to be in. Which league prepares you best to win that? La Liga. And There's only been two just... Spanish winners of the European Cup. Barcelona Real, obviously. Yeah, there's been... I'll, I'll, let me go through them because I've tried it on this. Aston Villa, Northern Forest, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United. I didn't leave anyone out there, should I? Win five. I'm sure somebody let you know. Oh, there has been five. Liverpool, 1-5, United, Chelsea. Yeah, Northern Forest, Chelsea and Aston Villa. Do you know? So there's been more... When it's, I totally get your point. Look, but I, but I was going to say, which I thought you would have had because you were yeah. the stat man, was they've played each other 26 times. I think it's from 2008 or 2000. Nine or something. What is this now? English teams against Spanish, Spanish teams in Europe. The pitch are 26 times and Spanish teams have won 22 of them. Look, I'm telling you now, the quality of the football. Now, people will say, okay, there's those top teams that dominate the picture in Spain. But you watch any of the other. It depends. The war of attrition, if you want that, then you'll watch Stoke against West Brom. You know? Um, I want more than that from football because I believe it is an entertainment business. In playing that moreness of football, you're more prepared to win. Okay. Would you prefer to watch La Liga? Would you prefer to watch Real Betis against 
I have a table here. So real badass are eight. I'm maybe my team in the league. Not badass. Real badass um, against Villarreal or and Leicester. Well, I can't pick Arsenal, but Leicester against Burnley or real badass against Valencia. Say. Real badass against Valencia. See, I would watch the other one, hundred percent. You would. I, That's interesting. Yeah. Like, there's no. I don't think there's any right or wrong to say which league's better. And by the way, all the other fans, you're obviously my team. But like, you know what do what will English teams inevitably do when they come against these Spanish teams? They'll sit with a packed defence. Yes. Yeah. The Spanish teams are are used to playing intricate football that will get them through those packed defences. Of course, De Mateo didn't it went it didn't go like that for De Mateo, but largely twenty two out of twenty six ties <coughs> won by the Spaniards. Look, I think that's your answer. But is that because I'm just playing devil up, devil's up. Yeah, I don't know if, Life, that's, what if that's really, um, if it's really my opinion or not. But people will say to you, is that because La Liga isn't as competitive for those bigger teams? You know, are the likes of, you know, John said. John said, uh, Premier League most competitive, uh, apart from Derby, about 10 years ago we finished the season. Probably Salvage's team. Uh, always very tight at the bottom. Look at Serie Benevento at the bottom wouldn't beat Millwall. Not now they wouldn't because there's probably no um, confidence. But I think on a match, I think Benevento and Millwall would be interesting. <laughs> if you were to put them down together, I think. I don't think Millwall would win that myself, but and that might be. Is John on a Crystal Palace fan? Yes. Uh, and uh, good, good choice of Millwall there because and good choice of verb wouldn't beat Millwall. You didn't say in a football match because it certainly wouldn't beat them out of it either. <laughs> you know what Millwall are like? <laughs> yeah, would we would love Millwall better. We're not getting the trouble with Millwall fans. We are end up in London. But what? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, are Swansea more likely to beat Girona? No, are Swansea more likely to beat say Liverpool than? Girona are to beat, you know, Barcelona. Did who? Liverpool. Right. So he, what his question was, what is there is there more chance of Swansea beating Liverpool? Mm -hmm. Which they did, but take it out of it. Uh, or the likes of Girona beating, um, say... Atletico. Atletico. It all depends on the game. Because yeah, Ibar are ninth, and they beat Sevilla 5-1. Yeah. About two weeks ago. But... We're talking talk about the big three, like. Yeah. The very, the must very rarely get beat by. Do you think Spain's big three would be England's big three at the minute? Like England's top three, take don't say big like the top three: Spurs, United, City against Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, and Real Madrid. I think it'd be very, very tight. Very, very. That'll be close. I think. You don't think it'd be close? Like when you match them up. Yeah, you could just yeah match them up. I, th yeah. I think. I think. Um, the point there in terms of the competitive nature of the of the Premier League is what people love. Um, in terms of the quality of the of the teams, I think United and Spurs would both lose. Manchester City would be the only team that have a chance. I I I'd like to see Spurs against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. I think Real Madrid and Manchester United would be well actually Real Madrid against Spurs, but if you mix it and said Real Madrid against Manchester United would be an interesting game as well. And Barcelona and Man City's one on one to see in the Champions League, so. Um, <laughs> That'll be a good Champions League final. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I think it's an interesting. I said tedious. It's tedious the way that people seem to be so. I know so. Um, defensive over what league's better, and so annoyed. And, and comments like what Ray Wilkins made just doesn't help anyone because it's just daft to even say that. But yeah. well, we interesting to see what everybody else. Yeah, thinks, let know. us know what you think. What what league do you think is the best? It might even be La Liga, like. 
I personally think or a different one, the 1990 yeah. Serie A is the best we've ever had it in football. Like, I loved that time and it was the best we've ever had it. Like, and I know you two didn't watch much of it because you're only Bambinos, but it was really, really good, 1990 Serie A. The best league is always the league in which there's a game on where you want to watch football. <laughs> That's nice. Um, Which is all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thanks for joining this week. Next Thursday, actually, we I don't know if it happened for the lads. We mightn't be here because Northern Ireland are playing Spain on the twenty ones, and I want to go to it, and I'd like us to go to it. So I'm telling you, it's live on TV uh, because there's a couple no of players. Choice. A couple of players like Car- Solar from Valencia is playing. Fabian from Betis is playing. There's a couple of Real Madrid players around it, like uh, Chabayos or something like that. There, so I'd like us to go and do that. So we will be there next week. So we might be on a different night next week. But thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for watching live. Thank you to the two lads for coming in. Thank you, Pleasure. Brendan. Thank you, Jake. Uh, oh. Thanks to everyone that commented. And keep checking us out on YouTube at the Sports Babble. We now have our own page, our own URL. It's just YouTube forward slash the Sports Babble. On Facebook here and on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you on again next week. Good luck. Good night.